You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You covered. Today, the Padres get ready for their first of three against the Braves. And in studio, hosting the program, we've got Mike Janella, who was shocked the Padres didn't complete the sweep last night. What the hell happened last night? That, I'm still shocked. Alongside Mike, we've got our resident lexicographer, Bob Scanlon, whose skills will be calling upon to describe this very show. Bob, dip into your SAT vocabulary bag here. <laughs> Well, the first one that came to mind was spellbinding. And rounding out the crew, it's Bill Center, who, just in case you're wondering, probably won't be tweeting during the program. My fat fingers are as useless on my phone on Twitter <laughs> as anybody you'd ever want to meet. Now, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the Western Metal Supply Company building, it's Padre Social Hour with your hosts, Mike Janella, Bob Scanlon, and Bill Center. Happy Monday! Welcome to Padres Social Hour. Uh, fingers with substance, I think, right? That's the parlance we've That's gotten right. used to around very here. Very short and very fast. <laughs> <laughs> but very effective, right? Very, yeah. Then how many words do you think you've typed in your career? Uh, I have no idea, but I am one of the few sports writers still living who's a hunt and peck typer. You're a two-finger typer. I'm a two-finger typer. <laughs> that is a, the last of a breed. Right. But he gets it done. For sure. You know uh, I just got to say, it is such an honor to be on the set with Bill Center. First time you guys have been on the it show is. together. It is. Every time. Together. Right. Right. It's the Y'all. first time we've ever. Huge fan of his writing all this time. We've known each we, other for years. Yes. And, and one of my We favorite, make magic happen here. We bring people we together. We do. And one of my favorite moments here at Petco Park, along with watching Trevor Hoffman become the all-time saves leader, which was amazing, it was when Bill Center got a standing ovation after he had announced that he was leaving the UT. And uh, to see the press box stand up and give him that standing up, that, that was, it was, it was, that's it gave me cool. goosebumps. That's, it was that's really what cool. happens when you're old. Yeah, no, and good, <laughs> and, and missed. And uh, the Padres are so lucky to get him on board. So uh, yeah. it's great to be here with you, Bill. Good, good being here with you. Yeah. We're lucky to have him, too, most of the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like a half-and-half half proposition. <laughs> and blooper, more, it's more than half and half, I think, right? Depending on, uh, on how you want to Well, you he's got his it. dog with him today, so that right. gives him some Yes, we got a points. great show today. Yeah. Uh, is, uh, Mookie's nowhere we can see him on camera, right? He's Blooper, adorable, though. Blooper brought right. his dog here today. You know how dogs or, or masters and dogs sort of look like? Dogs take after their right. owners, yeah. yeah. You think that's exactly yeah. the case here. <laughs> there we go right, we're going to try and get Mookie on, on Blooper what cam here. Say? Mookie's getting some Mookie tattoos. Uh-oh. And we're going to have uh, Blooper and Mookie side by side <laughs> and take a look. You let us know. Oh. He's a good-looking dog. Isn't that they are They are pretty identical. You said I don't book good guests. Yeah. I got the most handsome dog in San Diego on the show today. Let yeah. us know if you agree with that. Uh, yeah, Mookie's here. Uh, the Braves are in town, so we'll talk about that game a little bit later on in a bit. Uh, also, Nick Canop was calling in with his weekly report card. He'll oh, nice. be uh, dialing in. From the so. Barca Lounger. Is that where it is? You oh, would yeah. know better than us. Right. I mean, we've got to bring up the Barca Lounger. All right. I'm sure that's where he is. We will when he calls in. Uh, we've got S. Preston here, who is an MLB licensed official artist. He's the guy famous for these minimalist ballpark designs. Very and he's brought cool. a bunch of stuff, too. Uh, these are awesome, and we have a bunch of those uh, to show you. Is he handing out? Original, original oils today or anything? Or? You'll have to wait and see, won't you? Right. That's, a, that's a tease yeah, in the biz. Yeah. Hey, if he's not handing them out, we'll just steal them. <laughs> all right, good idea. I'm <laughs> you, on board. You can't in- announce your intent to steal something. The element oh, of yeah, surprise is, is all gone. Be careful, Preston. We're coming right. after your goods, man. <laughs> <laughs> Preston, yeah, he's here in the building. We'll have him down uh, here in just a sec. 
Uh, so yeah, lots to get to, but first, uh, we'll get to yesterday's game, and for anything we touch on today, make sure to jump on the conversation with us. Use hashtag PadresSH, or there's the chat happening live, as always, at Padres.com slash social hour. So the Braves come into town tonight, and they are the team with the worst record in baseball uh, with the Minnesota Twins, so it could be a good respite for uh, the Padres. They, had a good, they, had a, they won the series against the Rockies, who are now out of town, but yesterday, a 10-3 loss, and I mean... 0-9 on Sundays, but the bigger picture is they're 1-18 in series finale games right. now. That's not a small sample size anymore. Is that still a coincidence, or are you guys starting to think something's up here? Kind of weird, huh, Bill? It, it is weird, and I think that it gets to a point where it's not a coincidence. Um, I, are we this, at that this, point? Uh, this is just a really strange run. And, no, I think we are at that point. Something here does not quite gel with me. Yeah, at this point, and I thought I had it all figured out. So I figured, okay, what <laughs> right. happens? Famous last words. Exactly. What happens on the last day? Normally, they're day games, right? Right. It's, it's getaway day. So I'm thinking, aha, let's take a look and see how the Padres do on day games in terms of hitting because, you know, everybody thinks it's easier to hit in the daytime, but I've actually spoken with a lot of batters, and they're so accustomed to hitting under the lights right. that actually the daytime, it's blurry. They can't pick up the rotation on the seam. So I thought, maybe we just got a bunch of guys that can't hit in the daytime. Sure enough, I look at the daytime stats, and the Padres have the lowest batting average, the lowest on-base percentage in the National League on day games. Voila, I have it figured out, yeah, right? All right. Until I look at the pitching side, and they also have the <laughs> highest run run average. <laughs> so it's not just one side of the table. Right. They, they've just not played good ball in general right. on day games. Why it is, uh, yeah. it's, it's a mystery. Right, they have like a winning record in the first game of series. You right. Know, throw away that first series of the year. Yeah. And then, but you get to the third game, and they're just absolutely abysmal. Yeah, it's weird. And so you go back and you try to look at guys, you know, hey, traditionally, there's certain guys that just don't play well in day games. They probably shouldn't be playing for the Cubs, right? Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it, it's kind of bizarre. And sometimes you start wondering, well, is there a scouting element to it? Right. You know, and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, and I know as – in my playing days, I would sit next to guys who were similar to me and watch. And by the third game, I love pitching the third game of the series because I got two free, sometimes three, you know, chances looks to watch the, yeah, looks to see seven. what the other, right. other so team So you think, because a lot of people, the, the obvious question maybe to the fan on the outside is, yeah. oh, it's the third game. They've given up or they've checked out mentally or they've moved on. You don't think it's anything of that. I've not seen that. And sometimes you do see that. And the right. other thing you, you see sometimes is, look, it, it's the day game. You're not going to have your regular catcher sometimes. It's a good day for the skipper to give certain guys a day off. And you think, well, maybe your, your backup guys aren't as strong as the other team's backup guys. But when I look, go back and look, look, they've had Derek Norris in there a number of times. It's not a catching issue. Uh, they've had the regular lineup. There have been so many lineup changes. Right. What is the real lineup at times? So well, I, I don't know. But you got any yesterday, though, yeah. with that lineup they ran out there with Perdomo and everything, I really thought going into the game, that's a that's a loss. But, but granted, it's because you've got a, a young kid out there right. who is trying to figure it out. And right. so the, the chances are pretty slim that you're going to come out Interesting with Interesting to me that they also decided to give Solarte and Upton both a day off yesterday. I mean, right. they did not. Well, I think Upton's be, been ice cold. That one makes more sense to me. Right. But because Perdomo's out there and I don't think they had any expectations that he was going to do well, this is a great time to give a couple guys now they will never say that. No, but but you're absolutely right. right. And, but st and and you expect that a few times. But still, when you're looking at it, and it's one in eighteen or whatever. It's, it's right. Like, that is. Wow. That's. Yeah. That's, <laughs> you're not making that I, I don't think it's any longer a coincidence. I did know a player years ago, who, before the a getaway day, was all packed and everything, like at eleven in the morning with a game starting at one. He was already packed to get on the plane. Yeah. I mean, and I always thought already mentally packed it in. Yeah. Yeah. I, I always yeah. thought that. 
that's not a good sign. Right? Right. It's just not a good look. See, now I had some teammates that actually loved to go out at night and would go hard. And I'd actually wonder, how in the world is this guy on the field right now? For a day for game. For a day game. Right. But, but I got to hand it to him. The guys that, that did that, for the most part, they brought their A game in the right. day game, too. So there wasn't much you I can knew say. guys like that, too. <laughs> you know your limits. You know what your body can oh, handle. Man. And if a night out until 3 in the morning yeah. is within those limits, then yeah. all like the better. Goose, Goose once said, we, he was joking one time about having beers after the game. Yeah. And he says, he says, I can do it because I'm not starting. <laughs> he says, by, <laughs> exactly. the time, right by the time the night comes around. you got four hours to, to yeah, sober exactly. up. And you're good by that point. Um, the guy who did start yesterday, and you briefly name-checked him, Luis Perdomo, uh, another a rough outing. We knew that going in. It was a bullpen day, four and a third, six earned, eight hits, a walk in three Ks. Uh, a Rule 5 guy, and this is a guy that he has to be up here all year. He's the last of the Rule 5s. You know, dearly departed Jabari Blash and all the rest right. of them from spring right. training. I want to ask you guys about the whole Rule 5 thing, but first let's hear what Andy Green had to say after the game yesterday about Perdomo, the trials and tribulations, and what he's up to so far this year. There's a resiliency in him, and there's a character in who he is as a person that makes you think that this is going to be good for him in the long run. Now, he's obviously been thrust into a few circumstances that, in an ideal world, he's learning in double-A right now, and uh, he's learning these things not under the bright lights. He's learning them in relative anonymity where people are just writing reports on him on occasion and not analyzing every single pitch he throws. So uh, I, I think the resiliency of character he shows, I think Fernando Rodney and Carlos Villanueva being there for him, I think in the long run it's going to be really good for the kid. He's 23 years old. Before this year, he never pitched above single A. He's got an ERA north of 10 now, again. Do you like the project? Do you like what you're seeing? Do you think it's an ill-fated thing? This whole Rule 5 thing in general, thoughts on the process? Who wants the first crack at it? I don't like the Rule 5. And, and a Rule 5 player loves it because he gets a major league salary. But I think that the Rule 5 really penalizes the player even more than the team. You have a young player who's developing, and he spends a year here where he should be in the minors, further learning his trade. And I, I've seen a number of situations where the Rule 5, where a player has stuck, and it has really not, maybe not ruined his career, but set it back to the point where he never recovers. For a player? I, I agree with him 100%. And I get why the player likes it, and really it's designed to protect the player so that you're not that guy that's sitting in the minor leagues with a superstar in front of you, and the organization can never give you a chance to get to the big leagues. So I understand the principle behind it. Absolutely. But Bill, like you said, in most cases that I've seen, and I've been around a bunch of those guys as a player, not every single year, but quite often, we call them scholarship guys. You know, because they're there on scholarship, they haven't really earned it necessarily. Um, and in most cases, I think it was a disservice to the player in terms of his long-term development as a major league player. A, they usually don't get the, the reps in that they should. Right. You know, as a At pitcher. a very important age. Exactly. They usually need more work than they get. And as you referenced, Bill, they're getting beat up a lot of the times. Right. How does that help their confidence? And look, in the minor leagues, I can work on the curveball. I can flip it up there. I can work on my changeup. I can work on things. In the big leagues, you're expected to win. And even though we know that, look, Luis Perdomo, it's going to be challenging for him to win, there's a lot of pressure on you to perform, and everything's going to be overanalyzed. I think it's very difficult for those guys to get out now, of it what they need to get. In this particular situation, and there yeah. have been success stories. We'll get to those in a second. Yeah, but in this Cabrera. Yeah, uh, even Roberto Clemente. Roberto right. Clemente, yeah. Jose oh, yeah. Bautista. Yeah. That was a different rule. Dave but, yeah, Hollins. Right. You know, yeah. The one guy that worked in an organization, other Dave Hollins with the Phillies. Came right, played right. absolutely. Base. But they're, they're few and far between. Right, so my question now, if the Padres continue down the path that they're on this year, and they stay in the cellar in the NL West, and the 
pressure to win maybe alleviates as the season goes on and Perdomo maybe gets some starts later on in the year and gets to fight into his craft against the best of the best. Can you maybe see some silver linings for him here that he gets this opportunity maybe you know skipping a grade in school so to speak to go back to your scholarship analogy I think it's very challenging I think it depends on the player there's some guys that are closer than others right and to, I think Andy's correct in terms of his resiliency so I'm not that worried about him being mentally damaged I'm just wondering if he is getting as much work in and the reps in that he needs because he's got to work on fastball command He's got to work on, a, on getting his breaking ball over for a strike. He needs to work on his changeup. It's not as though he's got two of the three pieces in place. Now if we can just fine-tune that last piece, he's and close. And he's been beaten up in nine straight appearances now. He's given yeah. up runs in nine straight appearances. The, the stuff is good. Yeah. There, there's just a lot of pieces to that puzzle, I think, that need to come along for him to be successful at this level. I think he can eventually get there. Whether he's best served in the big leagues right now, I think, is a, is a legitimate question. Years ago, the Padres had a Rule 5 outfielder named Corey DeHaan, who, okay. when he arrived here, I thought, this guy's got some talent. He was a Rule 5 kid. Yeah. He would have gotten about 550 at-bats in the minor leagues. He spent a whole year here and got 50. Yeah. That's a wasted year. Right. And, and not only is it a wasted year, I think it sets him back farther than he was when he was drafted. No doubt. Yeah. I think it's more challenging offensively, as we saw with the Jabari Blash saga, than it is for the pitchers. Because the pitchers, then you have to worry. I think that's when you worry about getting too much reps, and it hurts your confidence or sets you back, like you were saying. Um, best case scenario, what the Padres fans can expect for Perdomo, Johan Santana. This is a guy, similarly, went from single-A ball up to the Twins as a Rule 5 guy, had a miserable first year. I was looking up their stats, pretty comparable. Uh, his ERA was up at 10 and above that mm -hmm. first year as well. He finished with an ERA of 6.5 that season, but then two years later, starts finding it. Three years later, an all-star. That's your best-case scenario. Is that likely to happen? The odds simply say no, but that is the flyer that Andy Green and company are of hoping Of course, to that's why you hold out hope. I mean... If it's you're, happened once before, right, you're praying it's going to happen again. They take a chance on the guy. I mean, obviously, the talent level justifies. I understand why right. they did it. Yeah. And, and that being said, this, the question, again, is, is the kid being best served in this situation? And I like what they did with Blash. They like him. They saw something. They found out a way to keep him in the system. I like that. I, I yeah, like well, that a lot. What Andy Green has said is that he thinks if they gave up on Perdomo that he wouldn't make it through the waivers and the Padres wouldn't no, have a chance to no, get him back. I, there's I no way he would have. Yeah, yeah, I not, agree. Not a young arm like that. Yep. All right, so uh, again, hashtag Padres SH. Let us know if you like the Rule 5 experiment, if you're okay with Luis Perdomo learning on the job at the highest level as the rest of the season progresses and anything else that we touch on here in this hour. The first Wayback Wednesday postgame concert at Petco Park is coming up. It's this Wednesday, day after tomorrow, after the 1240 Padres game against the Braves. That's another series finale. Hopefully that one will be a win. Stay after the game regardless for a live DJ set by DJ Snoopadelic, presented by Budweiser. Get your tickets today at Padres.com slash promotion. Bill, you're going to that, aren't you? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> It'll be front row. Braves are taking BP. We're getting you set for first pitch. This is Padres Social Hour. Before every game, get your Padres talk on with us. This is Padres Social Hour. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour. Tonight, it's the Braves in town. Their only trip to Petco Park. It's been a house of horrors for them. They haven't won here since 2012. Oof. It's a long time. Padres like hearing that. It's Christian Friedrich against Williams Perez. Never trust a man with two last names. That, is that right. how the old saying goes? <laughs> uh, so we'll get to, to that game. At 7-10 is the first pitch. And we'll get to the, uh, the lineup here in a second. But 
I want to debut something new. We, we're very, you know, we're social here. It's social hour. It's right in the name. Boom. We have people tweeting in. So I want to try something new, the tweet of the week. So we're going to take the favorite tweet that the folks have sent us in All the right. last course of the week, and we're going to... Is it my one on the, my, my uh, tweet about... Uh, no. I mean, that was my personal favorite, no, but we don't want to mean. restrict it to people that are here. We had Bitmoji Day the other day. Yes. And we had custom Bitmojis made for us. Did he have one? Uh, Bill no. was not on that show. I was okay. not on. Oh, okay. But Blooper had his Bitmoji, yeah. and Bill thought that it looked a little too svelte. Really? And oh, yeah. he, it wasn't that accurate. And according to Bill. And so later he said on Twitter, after retweeting it, that it needed more substance, <laughs> dot, 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 body fat, in case oh, you wow. didn't get the joke. Oh, here's the Bitmoji. <laughs> no. So that was bloopers. That is not blooper. Oh, wow. So wow. Scan is on Team Bill. Holy smokes. <laughs> That's pretty much, yeah, we're looking at it. It's the same thing. I, mean, I don't want to side by side. Blooper's done a great job of taking care of himself over the last couple of years. I don't want to take anything away from that great effort. Yeah, he's slighted. But that was... That's aspirational still, right, you think? Right, Good yeah. yes, okay. yes. That's yeah, dreams. That, right. You, that's how you do it, Bill. You have to be nice about it and, you know, tactful. You don't say there's missing body fat, you know, <laughs> if you're going to say be constructive, be, be nice about it. So it's not that sweet because My we don't... My tweet yesterday was pretty good too with him eating like a baked potato with yeah, sour cream that was great. and cheese. Yeah, so now it's a tweet war between these the two. All the substance. Uh, we'll, we'll see how, how this progresses. You and I are on good terms though, right? So Bob, far. Yeah, while the two of them... Yeah. <laughs> there's I mean, still time I'm following you now. Do you, uh, are, are you, right are you a big fan of W-E-E? -E? WWE, get oh, it right okay. if you're going to make fun of well, me. Well, it's like we, we people yeah, like professional it. wrestling. No, yeah. I'm not a fan of professional. I was when I was a kid. Were you? Oh, Rowdy Roddy Piper and Andre the Giant. See, thank and, you. Uh, at least oh, someone yeah. at some but, point in their okay. life. okay, scans. Yes. You grew up. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We all, we all grow up, right? Right. I don't like no, this. not all of us grow up. Room. <laughs> it's good sports entertainment. All right, so our tweet of the week, it was actually one we didn't get a chance to use because I missed it in the in the – the flow here, but I caught my eye afterward. It was the show yesterday, and you were on it, Bill. It was Derek Togerson, Bill Center, and me. Okay. It's from our buddy uh, Elias, and he says, the makeup or fake tan is strong tonight on hashtag Padres SH. Now, I wear a little bit of makeup. Mm -hmm. You don't a wear little any. Bit? A li yes, a little bit. You paint your face. For like 10 seconds. Yeah, I, Come see, on. I see the size of that brush. I've seen fences painted with brushes like that. He's got don't a roller, make, he's got a spray right, can exactly. over there. I ha don't make me get the actual supplies out here just to prove you wrong. I, I put a little powder on just because the light's bouncing off. You know, it's very Takes about very 10 harsh. minutes for the air to clear. 10 minutes, my goodness. Uh, you don't wear anything, though. No. And you don't fake tan, I assume. No. Derek Togerson, do you think he does? Well, he's a TV guy. Yeah, he's a TV so, guy. So, yeah, he's got Absolutely. the makeup can ready to go all the right. time, I would have to ask him. So that was, yes. our, that was our tweet Absolutely. of the week. Evidently, uh, our fake tans or our makeup look really come across on wow. TV. Mine's not anything, fake at all. Anything on you right now, Scan, or are you just naturally that No, that I'm super glossy, tone. so I've got to right. tone it down. Otherwise, you would have need sunglasses right. So on right now from the glare. You appreciate where I'm coming yeah. from. I like it. All right, so that's our tweet of the week. Uh, every Monday we'll try and get to the best tweets, so send them our way, whether they're funny or they're smart or they're a good question we can revisit. George Hamilton Tan, huh? Right. Nice. Oh, if we ever get to that yeah. level, <laughs> then help us all. Spray can. Uh, so send it in. And again, that's hashtag PadresSH. Now, though, let's get to the tonight's lineup. That's it. Uh, yeah, and it is brought to you by United Airlines, proud partner of the San Diego Padres. John Jay in center field. Nice. Then it's Will Myers at first base behind him. He's hot. He is. Mac, a lot of these guys are hot. Matt Kemp in right field. Young Hervis Alarte back at second base. Melvin Upton back again in left. Brett Wallace at third base. Derek Norris catching. Alexei Ramirez at shortstop. And Christian Friedrich does the pitching. 
That takes us now to our Supercuts head-to-head -head challenge. And yesterday, another win for Blooper. He had Will Myers, who's been uh, super hot. He's had Myers four of the last five games. He's taken him 20 of the last 22 times. Yeah. Is that, is that legit? New, Blooper. Blooper. It's okay. Yeah, uh, mix it up a little bit. There are more players in this team. He's up Seth. by 10. I'm up by 10. I can pick who I want. Scoreboard. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And the other thing is that Blooper also has the first pick today. I wonder, wonder who he's going to take. I wonder who I'm going to go with. Will Myers, I'll stick with him. There you go. That makes it uh, four, five out of the last six times that he's picked Will Myers. Bill, I like your chances right now, buddy. I'm I take don't a, because I, Bill's 0-3 this right. year. I'm going to actually take a, I'm gonna take a player who is in the game who the last time he was picked was not in the game. John, John Jay. John Jay. All right. Yeah, that, that, was, was, that was Blooper's great pick one day. Who the picked one? him not in the game? That was Blooper? That was me. Yeah. yeah. He said, I'm going and with he, John Jay. He's going to have a good game. He's got a good history against the starter. And he that day, and he, right? right. And I, <laughs> pointed, I, I pointed out to him that he, hey, he's not uh, in the game. Uh, nice no, yeah, he lost that one. So, all right. So, there's the pick. And we'll see if uh, the couch can get back to single digits because uh, things have not been good. Uh, neither of you. You're 0-1, Bob, as we've discussed. Bill, you're 0-3. So, you guys got to work on this. How many... My 0-1 my was so bad, I should be 0-3. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, I had a bad The Cesar Vargas uh, Cesar Vargas, seven earned runs. And a, yeah, I didn't oh, that's right. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, when you were sitting yeah, over I'm here. Yeah, I'm done. I don't yeah. get to pick anymore because of that. Well, you're never going to be in the <laughs> I, I got delegated, like, in the you, soccer leagues. You're I never going to be in the, the uh, relegation. In the, right. You're in the organ grinder seat. This is the uh, monkey uh, <laughs> seat over here. The, the hierarchy, I think, right, Blooper? It goes Cy Young, so Randy Jones yes. always gets preference. Then sure. it goes Bill because he's made. As he should. Or Bob because he's made the majors. And then Bill. Uh, of our, never our done anything. Guys. Right. <laughs> Bill's never pitched a major Thank goodness you don't have to be successful exactly. in the big leagues or I wouldn't be here at all. <laughs> That's a good thing. You, you made it. That's the important <laughs> thing. The thought that counts. At Supercuts, they pay attention to every detail. The cut, the lines, the hot towel finish so you can feel sharp, clean, and ready to go. Find a Supercuts near you at Supercuts.com. When we come back, we're going to sophisticate this place up a little bit, talk some art. Ooh. How does that sound? It's S. Preston on the way. This is Padres Social Hour. You want to talk Padres? Lucky for you, we're doing exactly that. This is Padres Social Hour from the AMR studio inside Petco Park. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour, this Monday evening edition. Padres in the middle of an eight-game homestand, the final three starting tonight. Joining us now, uh, a guy who his artwork is, I mean, I love it. Blooper is a huge fan. He has told me if ever we can get this man on the show, we have to make it happen. <laughs> it's S. Preston. He's an officially licensed Major League Baseball artist, and you may know him from uh, his Minimalist Design series. Uh, he does all the Major League ballparks. He's done college football stadiums. He does mascots. He kind of does everything. Welcome to the show. I'm glad to be here. You finally made it. Finally made it, yes. Uh, now, I love, I love, if you go, uh, what's, give uh, your website real quick so people oh, can check uh, this out. Oh, it's espressondesigns.com. Uh, they're all available there. Exactly. Awesome. And uh, the Petco one, so you've done one for every major league ballpark. Yeah. And basically you find, like, the one iconic thing of that park. And here for Petco, it's the Western Metal Supply Company building. Of course, yes. And I, I love the very detailed, even the little foul pole on the very end there. It's so subtle, but I love it. So talk to me. Uh, you're a big sports fan in general, so yeah. it's not just you doing this for the work. What is it that makes it so exciting for you working with all these different baseball designs? Well, uh, let, me, let me first get started. It, it all started, I, I mean, I'm just, I, I was just a graphic designer, and I was just an artist in a regular company. And I, and I, uh, I threw these online. I did them all, and I, th I thought it would be a fun way to do, to represent ballparks. And uh, I just threw them online, and they just went extremely viral. They went, they were, uh, the next day my phone was buzzing, and I, it was ESPN and Sports Illustrated. 
appreciated, and it, it was a very surreal experience just sort of having um, them received so well by, uh, by baseball together and all, all the sports fans around the, around the country. So now you do other stadiums as well, not just baseball, but baseball your first love? Oh, is that? You know what? I'm Canadian, so okay. I do play hockey all the time. I am a big <laughs> hockey fan, but baseball <laughs> is actually my secret, secret love. Uh, and um, the thing with baseball stadiums is that they, um, they always have, they, other than other sports, ballparks have that one iconic thing. It's a different type of, uh, of sports. So uh, a lot of the ballparks have uh, something the sort of sort of that makes it stand out, like the smokestacks in Cincinnati or or uh, the Western Metal Supply Company. So I think it, I think ballparks are very unique in that manner. How do you go about the research? Because obviously a place like a Fenway Park, you know it's going to be the Green Monster. Yeah. But some of these maybe newer stadiums that are trying to cram a lot of these iconic features into one. How much research do you do? Because you're not a huge fan of every single team, obviously. I, I'm a huge fan of baseball. And, right, and right. if you're like if you're like me, we watch a lot of games and we're <laughs> okay. on TV. And I'll be <laughs> honest, I have not been to all these ballparks. Um, my list is very small. Uh, but we watch the games and, and you see all the cutaways and, and, and you, when they go to commercial and you see the little things that they like to showcase. And my eye catches those things. And I think, uh, I think the, and I've learned to, uh, to grab those Google them, obviously, and, uh, and just sort of create something unique ab about each, each of those things. Now, you mentioned you're Canadian. So were you a Blue Jays fan, an uh, Expos fan? Which way did it go? I am both. Really? I'm actually, okay. I am an Expos fan. I am a massive Blue Jays fan from the 90s. Okay. Uh, yeah, See, absolutely. See, I played for the Expos. The reason I was asking is because I looked at the, the artwork that you did for the Expos one, and, and it's interesting because it has the arm that was holding the roof. Yes. Which actually which is not one of the most memorable things. I mean, it's memorable, but in a, in a dubious way. <laughs> you know what I mean? I saw that. It's like, oh, yeah, that's the arm that actually dropped the pulley that almost killed three of my teammates one time, you know, as the thing was crumbling. <laughs> so, so you get Bob's yeah. PTSD as he was looking <laughs> yeah. through your Yeah, heart. most people from Montreal sort of, you know, yeah. tongue-in-cheek are like, oh, yeah. the O. But, uh, right. I mean, it's the whole idea is take something and at least it creates a memory and creates a story. Totally. And, and that's what us, oh, I mean, I've done several of the Heritage ballparks and a lot of the older ballpark uh, baseball fans. Yeah. Have You've done you know, the Murph, Qualcomm, too. I, right? I just yeah. did it. I just did uh, Jack Murphy. Absolutely. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, and we have it up here now as well. So, uh, also the mascot you do too. Yeah, so absolutely. The, the ballparks are one thing because yeah, we obviously we see these whenever we're watching a game. But to do, you know, we've done you've done the swinging fryer as well. You do all the different mascots. How yeah. is it different for you trying to you know design or depict something that's so uh, different? I mean, this goes from a, a structure to someone that's always a big smile or a giant head or trying to you know always be silly. <sighs> Well, I was trying to think about what the next thing is going to be. I mean, ballparks are so iconic. Um, I don't do players, actually. I find players move from team to team. And they, don't, they aren't actually sort of ingrained into the baseball culture as a ballpark would. So um, I moved into, I thought, the mascots are a very interesting thing. Nobody makes art of the mascots. No, I mean, they're there. People love them. You can hug them. But uh, no one actually makes artwork of them. Uh, and I've actually heard other artists say we've tried, but they kind of turned out creepy. So uh, uh, that's why I'm... It's a very dangerous line. Across. <laughs> exactly. So uh, I created these uh, minimalist mascots that were uh, that's just sort of it's a more a more clever, cute way of, of uh, and that that you know showcases. Uh, the funness of them. Now, are you painting these guys? Are you digitally creating them? Or how, how I'm, I'm a graphic them? designer, so they're all computer generated. All, okay. I'm the new age of the artist. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, I love, too, the reason you went minimal, and a lot of, I mean, you look at any digital logo these days, it's all flat, it's aesthetically clean, but I loved what I, saw, I read on your website. You want something that someone's going to look at, and within three to five seconds, you say, hit them yeah. right in the heart. 
How does something like this do that that traditional paintings may not? Uh, it, you know, that's really hard to capture. I mean, I come from a web design background, a graphic design background. I used to make these little banners in here and there. And the whole idea is, is that type of artist is you need to actually create something that it's, it's called curbside appeal, that, would be, that within, a, within several seconds that you can get uh, what this website's about or what this, what this poster or ad is about. So that's my background. I'm not, I'm not from an artistic background. So I just incorporate some of, some of those skill sets into, into my artwork. That's awesome. And we have these little watches here that yes. uh, your paintings actually get into the face of the watch. <laughs> so you can have your Western Metal Supply yes. uh, Company building interpretation it's on cool. your wrist all the time. Got the little fryer Super on this cool. one. Yeah, got the fryer on that one. Nice. As it, an artist, I have really to awesome. sell out. That's, uh, that's, that's <laughs> the way to make money, I guess. <laughs> hey, you got to keep the lights on at home. I, I, I exactly. can't blame you for that. Have t-shirts on the way. Oh, right. definitely. We've got to work on those. Now, yeah, we need some socks. Can you do some socks for stance. us? That's oh, I need to get the phone number of stance. All right. We're showing off a lot of sock here. We love the sock game here. Yeah. You'll be at FanFest at the All-Star Game so people can come check you out there. You're also in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Yes, I am in the Hall of Fame in Cooperstown. Got there, so that's awesome stuff. Give the website one more time so people can check out your work. Um, it's espressandesigns.com. You can also go to shop.mlb.com. They're all right there, too. Perfect. Thanks for swinging by, man. Hey, Always love it. Pleasure. Keep up Thank you very work. much. Which watch right. you got on? I got uh, Wrigley. <laughs> Wrigley Field. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, you knew that you had a former Cub here, yeah. so you, you came and brought it, and that's awesome. The Ivy's iconic. Thank you so much. And, yeah, definitely check out his work. It's some amazing stuff. You hear uh, Mookie, Blooper's dog here, shaking the chain on the leash. That's because he's here to check out the Barkyard, and you can too. Enjoy America's favorite pastime with your pooch by your side in a new backyard-inspired setting at Petco Park. The Barkyard, presented by Petco, features six semi-private, dog-friendly viewing areas in left center field. Each area accommodates up to four people and two dogs. Pricing starts at $100 for each viewing area. For more info and tickets, visit Padres.com Barkyard. Nick Canepa will be calling in shortly to give his report card for the week. You don't want to miss it. This is Padres Social Hour. From analysis of what's happening on the field with your Padres to insights on everything MLB, we've got it right here. This is Padres Social Hour. We're back getting you set for that 7-10 first pitch, a little more than an hour away between the Padres and the Braves. Padres a bit of an up-and-down week after that uh, long road trip, that 1-7 and seven road trip, which was uh, mostly down. And now for this past week, now calling in on the Cholula Hotline, it's Nick Canepa to give his weekly report card. He swings by every Monday. And, Bill, you are predicting that you know exactly where Nick Canepa is taking this call from. Yeah, he's on the SS Barca Lounger in his living room. Can you <laughs> confirm <laughs> or deny, Nick? Well, I was there a few seconds ago, but I'm not at the moment. All right, but Bill but, had but, had the pulse on you for a little bit. But, but Center isn't exactly running a marathon, is he right now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. All right, Nick, we get you on every week to discuss four categories that you give grades for, offense, defense, pitching, and coaching. This is for just the last week of Padres play. So uh, where do you want to start? Well, we'll start with offense. Uh, once again, it was a two-and-five week. Uh, they got a, uh, I'm, I'm, I think I'm being generous this week, and I usually am not, but I'm giving them a C this week. Wait a minute, you're giving the offense a C? Yeah. They're well, averaging I over mean, six runs a game over the last, like, eight or nine games, and you're giving them a C? Two and five. <laughs> That's not on them, So man. they lose the game 199, the offense still hasn't done its job. Hey, they they should have gotten 101 they, runs. They showed some better power this week. Norris is getting better. Probably should have been traded before he started. Uh, Jay had a terrific week. Myers wasn't bad. 
considering he can't run the bases to save himself, how many more innings is he going to run his thousand? Yeah, but that's because he was on base with two doubles prior to that. Uh, I, lo I looked up some offensive numbers from the last week. They're third in the majors in runs scored the last week. They're that's hitting over 300. No. Not good enough, Mike. Nick, what not does it take enough. to even get a B out of you for these bats? They have the worst on-base percentage in baseball. Not this last week, though. That's right. the point of the report card. It's only card. a it's one last week. Seven days. They average over nine strikeouts a game. Yesterday, they struck out 12 times against a guy who's, who's, who's never done it in his life. There, there is a Rocky who struck out 10 guys since 2010. Well, he's a, I mean, he's, a, Sorry, he's their ace of the future. I think I was being generous. I think you're going to make a I think you're going to scored three here. runs or more in every single right. ball game in the last nine well, games, and it's just not good yeah, enough. 45, they're averaging right. eight a game the last uh, seven games, but I guess that's not good enough for old Professor Nick. Yeah. I, I can't three wait runs. to wow. – if that's, if that's what you gave the offense, I can't wait to hear what you have for, uh, for the pitching. You want to go there next? Well, you can go to the pitching. Uh, pitching gets an F+. Plus. That, I mean, yeah, what are you going to say? Yeah, <laughs> They've been I'm not going to argue that one. Right, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not, that's that's actually the first deserved F, I think, out. of the year. Yeah, they've been bad. Uh, the mean, peripherals are bad. runs in seven games. Yeah, yeah no, they're, they're, you know, bottom five in the majors or bottom six in ERA. They're giving out walks. It's just, yeah, we're, we're on the same page with that one. The pitching certainly uh, cost them more games uh, this one, past one week. One for two yeah. so far. Yeah, so, I, yeah, there we go. How about the defense? Uh, defense, I gave a D minus. A D minus for the defense. They've had some struggles this week, but they've also had some really good plays. It's, it's been I a mixed bag. It's I, I been think, a mixed bag. I don't know about you guys, but I thought there were a couple times this week when guys looked a little lackadaisical, especially in the uh, in the outfield. Yeah, you know, it's been a mixed bag. There were some right. really nice double plays a couple of nights ago, but at the same time, for me, there's just been too many outs, free outs given away. Right. Yeah, whether they go for errors or not, just plays that should get made or double plays that don't get turned. So, uh, I think maybe a C though, a D. Uh, I would have had about D. Yeah, really? maybe I'm the generous I, I, one, know, splitting thought, the difference. I thought Jankowski's error yesterday was inexcusable. I mean, I. I yeah, he made two rough plays yesterday. The one catch he bobbled and that one throwback right. in right. that was a bit uh, yeah. lax as well. So the yeah, one play I, I hated there. when it was Myers caught that pop up from the pitcher on the bunt. Oh, yeah. and you should have just let it fall because he had an easy double play. Right. You've got to have some communication there. Guys right. have to help you out there, yeah, too. That's, well, that's part of the defense. Yeah, right. Yeah. All right. But how, about, how about we end on a, what looks like a high note from you, Nick, as my voice went into a high note there, too, inadvertently, uh, the coaching. Coaching, I'll give you an A. I'll give them an A, and let me tell you why. I hope so. That's why you're on the show. It's got to be an A because if you can sit around Fowler a coach, and I do, then it's an A. Wait, consider what? Ron Fowler. Ron Fowler. Oh, 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 he's, he's making he's Ron Fowler Coach part Fowler. of the st staff. Ron Fowler is part of the staff. Had a great week. Ron Fowler had a great week. <laughs> All right, so that's an A. Uh, your grades, I don't think that offense. Not a great week from you, Nick. Uh, you're still, you're still a little bit on the fence in my, in my opinion here. You gotta, you gotta start looking at some more of these numbers. Hey, maybe next year they'll let you do it. <laughs> no, then, it w then we wouldn't have the fun of talking to you, Nick. We I like, like that Nick holds on. people's yeah. feet to the fire. Good right. for you, Nick. That right. he does. Uh, well, kick your feet back up, Nick, on the Barker Lounger. Now you can go back and, uh, and relax now that you're off the Cholula hotline. Thank you. Like your sock. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Look at that. He's watching. It must be nice. All right, Nick, thank you very much. We'll talk yeah, to Nick. you again next week.
Night, Nick. That was Nick Canepa on the Cholula Hotline with his weekly report card. Uncapped real flavor with Cholula hot sauce. The hot sauce with the iconic wooden cap and the official hot sauce of the San Diego Padres. And he's on the Barca Lounge right now, right? Yeah, exactly. Indeed. Uh, we have an early front runner for next week's Tweet of the Week already. It just came in. We're going to reveal that when we come back. This is Padres Social Hour. We're talking Padres all season long. This is Padres Social Hour, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the team store. Welcome back here to Padres Social Hour. We've got about 15 minutes left, and some tweets are pouring in. We'd like to get to those. We've touched on a lot of stuff already today. And uh, going back to the thing uh, we talked about at the very beginning of the show, Luis Perdomo, mm. the whole Rule 5 thing. We played the clip from Andy Green uh, yesterday. And uh, Jellyman, who I have a bone to pick with, by the way, uh, he tweets, glad to hear Perdomo's manager has his back. I think, yeah, whether you like right. the whole process or not, you want the guy there to be right. it's a given. having your back. And, oh, and Andy Green perfectly understands Perdomo's situation. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's put in a spot where he's going to lose. He's going to get beat up. There's no other way to. Yeah, so the challenge for Andy is trying to find situations where the kid can get some work in, right, right without right. compromising the team. And maybe every once in a while get out without allowing a run. Just yeah, use him. Yeah. Try to protect him a little yeah, bit. A little yeah, bit. So, hey, right. two innings, maybe you could go a third. Ah, two's good. Got a zero under your belt. Nice job, kid. Way to go. Right. You know, and he to said yesterday, too, that he maybe left him out there too long, should have gone to hand a little bit earlier. And Andy said, that's on me. That hey, was a mistake. I got to hand it to Andy Green because there's a lot of skippers that would never, ever acknowledge right. that they did something that they but every skipper that I've talked to I shouldn't say most of them they'll acknowledge off record you know what I, I did think about that and, and you know I might have done that a little bit and he's pretty open about he's open about right. it and I respect that I've yeah. got a ton of respect a lot no, yeah. good. and we'll see this either you know it either makes diamonds or burst pipes having a guy like Perdomo in these situations so what's your problem yeah. with Jelly Man so I was on Saturday in the post game social hour Kerp of Aqua hosting I figured I want to see what it's like from that side of the couch. So I came down. I was in the number three seat just hanging out. Gene Locklear was here too. And Jellyman tweeted he likes the postgame better because Mike Janela doesn't talk as much. Wow. Like shots fired from Jellyman. Jellyman. We had, Wait a minute. I nice job. Shame on you for being the host and doing your job over there. I know. Yeah. I mean, What's I up with we, that? I thought we had something. Yeah. At least he didn't call you fat. <laughs> <laughs> As we've got the camera on, Bill. Wow. Yeah, we have a lot of a lot of wars brewing on Twitter. We don't. We want to, you know. Ooh, shots fired. Yeah, we want to exactly. keep things above board. But no, yeah. no, Jelly Man. No, he's always great tweeting in. So uh, we appreciate that. Um, Andy Warren tweeting in. I like the Perdomo experiment. We need to realize the next two years are lost anyway, and use this time to try guys like him out. That was kind of like what I was talking about with this year. If things stay out of hand, then it's less of a pressure situation. But do you guys see that? Well, certainly well, yeah. you, you can afford to do it because you're not battling for a championship right now. This is about building for the future, so you can afford to do it. It gets back to the question of, is this the best way to develop this young man? Into is this the best, best for the player? Best big league sure. player right. that he can ultimately be. That, that's really the question. That, hey, and the answer is, for now, it is what it is. He's getting a great opportunity. Hopefully he can make the most of it and uh, continue to grow without having any damage to his spirit at the same time of being able to really work on things in a big league environment. In a way, too, I mean, Andy Green mentioned that he has Fernando Rodney here to help. He has Carlos Villanueva, you know, guys that can maybe not help you in the day-to-day, -day, but at least how to be a big leaguer, how to handle the, the trepidations, where if you're struggling in double-A, it's all peers like you. You don't know. They don't know what it's been like. Yeah, but at least a double-A, I mean, for a pitcher particularly, you guys like structure. I mean, you like to know where you're going to pitch, when you're going to pitch. Yeah, Bob roped me the other day about the bringing in the relievers early or a closer early because well, the pictures like their structure. A true. rule five guy is sort of thrown in whenever they need him. He yeah. doesn't, 
Like Perdomo, there's no set schedule as to when he might appear, what his role might be. It's like, oh, we need to throw somebody into the void. Go ahead, go out there. Yeah. I, I do think that it doesn't work for, to the benefit of the Rule 5 players. Yeah, Pitcher. and I, I get the whole thing of being around the veteran guys. There's a lot to be learned from them, but sometimes the stuff that you're learning from those guys you can't even apply yet just because you physically don't have command of what you need to do on the mound. I go back to my first big league spring training. I was there with Steve Carlton. You know. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. And playing catch with Steve Carlton and him talking to me about – his mental approach, which was unique under right. any circumstances, but also here's how I throw my slider. Here's what I use this for. Here's what I do that for. And most of the stuff, quite frankly, right over my head. Calculus to a first grader. Exactly. Right. exactly. But that being said, the seeds were planted. Three months later, oh, yeah, that's what – six months later, even two years later, I had a, one of those aha moments. That's what Lefty was talking about when he was talking about, the, you know, the visualization and all that kind of – so there is value in that. The question becomes, is that more valuable than actually being on the mound and throwing on a consistent basis and working on your skill? So hopefully he gets a chance to do both and, and can make the best of the situation. I know what you're talking about exactly. I mean, not in a baseball sense, but I had a similar circumstance. And it's like, wow, you're odd to be there. And, yeah, this is a great moment. But yeah. most of what you're being taught is like, whoa, <laughs> <Yeah>. right by <laughs> right. you. Right. Put yeah. it in the filing cabinet to then right. return to yeah. uh, later on. This is that early front runner for our tweet of the week. Coming in hot already, uh, our buddy Dennis. I like how Mike Janella has his sock game on fleek. Thank you very much, Dennis. And how Padre Central, that's Bill, is back at it again with them orthopedic shoes. No. Damn, hey, Bill. No, these they're are not. not. Yeah, those are actually nice sneakers when you see them in person. Defend your shoes, Right. Bro, no, these like are them. really, really nice. Yeah. Adidas, and is that? Yeah. Yeah. Lightweight, comfortable, supportive. Right. And very, yeah. 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 You're ready to run laps. See, but I was, <laughs> I was today, I got, a, I got a late call as a sub. So I was not dressed. I'm just hoping that my wife... Is not watching because you look she would good, Bill. That, you look very you know, good, the, and I like the Dennis uh, with the white working, sock. working in on fleek and uh, the damn Daniel meme into one tweet there as well. That's something that just went whoosh over your head, right, yeah, Bill. Yeah, for sure, Bob. Maybe I'm on the fence. Maybe you. Maybe you know. Maybe you don't. I can never tell. My kids will be all over me tonight. Yeah, yeah. exactly. No. After you came with your Game of Thrones, uh, your wife shirt that it's one time. Yeah, that you're time, always right? you're always nice. on it. I know. That's I appreciate my game. it. <laughs> Zombies are descending on Petco Park for Zombie Day. That's tomorrow. Purchase a special theme game ticket package to catch the game against the Braves at 7:10 and get a limited edition Padres-themed zombie bobblehead. Tickets at Padres.com/slash/themegames. We come back on this beautiful Monday evening to wrap things up. You're watching Padres Social Hour. Get ready for every Padres game with us. Coming to you from inside the team store at Petco Park, this is Padres Social Hour. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour. We've uh, stayed on the air this entire Monday, despite the fact that Blooper brought his dog Mookie today. Actually, maybe because he brought Mookie today. I think we know uh, the real brains behind that yeah. program yes. over there. Uh, Mookie's the better half of that <laughs> family. Oh, yeah. Uh, no Katie question. Brown, who works here for the Padres, was here earlier and put this up on Instagram. Look at Mookie on the controls, doing a better job than Seth at pushing all the buttons here today. No Steph, question. Seth, just get out of the way, all right? Did an awesome let job. let Mookie do yeah. his thing. Let this Mookie program's going to be I just trained fine. him well. <laughs> like owner, like pup. Yeah, no, we like uh, having Mookie here. He'll be checking out the barkyard uh, here in a little bit. Uh, I saw you on Twitter today, Bob, yeah. uh, talk about your disappointment in not seeing Madison Bumgarner in this year's home yes. run derby, potentially. Bruce Bochy yesterday putting the, the kibosh on that. I was crushed. I was so excited about seeing Bumgarner being in, in the home run derby. First of all, I, 
I just think it'd be fun to have a guy in there like that, and he deserves to be right. there. He's, he's got, got power. He's, he's got, got pop. pop. Yeah. Somebody was saying, it "Was you that gave me the stat?" Oh, of, it was me. Yeah. It was. In yeah. his last 190 plate appearances, right. he has the same number of home runs as Mike Trout and Bryce Harper. He's and those number of plate appearances. So when's the next time we're going to see a pitcher that actually deserves to be there? I, I, never I want again. to see it, right. Yeah, especially if they take away the, the pitcher's hitting at all. We'll right. never see it. So, right. God forbid that happens. But. To me, it's just, the, I mean, the pitcher hitting at all. They should have a separate home run derby just for pitchers. No, I like that. Yeah, yeah, you don't yeah, like no, that? That would be no, ugly. No, no, no. You could get Bartolo Colon in there. Yeah, we'd have to change <laughs> yeah, it. Kershaw. Right, we'd have to change it to pop-up derby. Colin yeah, Ray has been really raking it. In or maybe BP just who can here. break a bat the, the worst. Yeah. Get most jammed or something. You know, shards of wood flying through the infield. But I, I wanted to see Bumgarner hit. Now, I understand why Boach steps up and says, no, we're not going to have that done. Right. And I was thinking, he doesn't have enough to worry about screwing up his swing, right, Bill? No, no. Nothing to worry about. But he would, like, remember when Tyson Ross took the swing against yep. Kershaw and, the, exactly. and, the, and his shoulder popped out yep. or the on oblique. a violent swing, right? Or the oblique, yeah, the right? Oblique so, yes. Yeah. I can understand the why, but I'm disappointed that Bochy would see the reasoning. Fun. They'd have more people watching that than right. ever. Oh, oh, for sure. It's, it's a spectacle. It's something new, something right. different. Yeah, totally I, I, was, different. I was in favor for it, too. I think he would have done well, but yeah. uh, oh well. Uh, Luis Perdomo has been the, the man of the hour uh, in the whole Rule 5 talk. One last tweet very quickly. Uh, this coming in from Netcutter. Would you rather see Perdomo go six innings and give up three runs, so build up his distance, or no runs in a four-inning start? So in his point of his development. I just like to see important? him have an inning with no runs where he can just walk away from the mound with a good feeling. So you'd like the four innings, no runs. Right. Uh, I'm fine with a quality six. I think the more experienced, the better, and I don't think six and three is that detrimental to the mental health. All right. I'll, I'll take no, the six it's and not three. a quality start, though. It's not a quality start. <laughs> that, we, we're out of time three. to get into whether a quality starts a good stat or not. We'll have to devote a whole hour to that some other day. Tomorrow we'll have an hour for you with Randy Jones and Jesse Agler. So make sure to tune in then. In the meantime, it's Padres and Braves. Thanks for watching Padres Social Hour.